0: Welcome to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. This is the place where you'll hear kids ministry experts dive deep into practical and inspirational topics to help make you the best kids ministry leader or volunteer you can be. On today's episode, Bill Emiott and Tim Pollard discuss how kids ministry leaders can best group their kids for small group time. So let's get started. Here's Bill Emiott.
1: Welcome back to the podcast studio. Um, I'm glad to be here today with my very special dear friend, Tim Pollard. Tim and I have a bit of history. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of all the people that I get to work with here at Lifeway, I've probably known Tim the longest. I would say yes, that's true Um, Because Tim's (laughs) the oldest (laughs) (laughs) That that is also true (laughs) Tim and I have some seminary background Uh together And so um, I appreciate Tim and his ministry uh, pre-Lifeway And now here at Lifeway He is the uh, team leader for our Explore the Bible Kids team And doing a great job with that resource If you've not had a chance to look at it, I encourage you to get online and take a look and see what's going on with um, Explore the Bible. I think it's an incredible um, opportunity for kids to take books of the Bible one by one and, and verse by verse and, and chapter by chapter, I guess then verse by verse, and talk about <laughs> what, what God reveals to us as um, boys and girls and believers in, in his word. Tim, thanks for being here today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You're very welcome. Um, t- I know that you've been on the podcast before, and um, so our listeners may already know you, but just real quickly, I want to, who's your family? Tell, talk about <laughs> your family, your favorite thing to talk about.
2: My favorite thing to talk about, yes. I have, uh, my wife and I have been married for 20 years and um, have two wonderful daughters, One who is now a teenager, so... That's very hard to believe. That's a whole new uh, experience in life for us.
1: How is it that the kids get older and we don't? I don't know. (laughs) I I have
2: often wondered that. (laughs) I just had a new uh, picture made for my badge. Oh. And I will say it's remarkable how much undifferent it was... From from the first one. 10 years ago when I had that (laughs) one made, so...
1: Well, um, I know that uh, you have had a lot of experience over the years in kids ministry and um, currently serving in your church, and And, and we appreciate uh, practical helps on the blog. And today we're talking about grouping kids in okay. kids ministry. Now, first of all, I think when I think about groups of kids, I think of large groups kids and small groups kids. You know, uh-huh. so what's the difference between when, when people talk about large group and small group? Is there? I mean, there obviously it's size, right? But large group would be defined as the large when all the kids are gathered together mm-hmm. for the purposes of our of our conversation today. When sure. all the kids are gathered together. Sometimes that might be all the kids in your ministry. And in a large church, that might be 500 kids. In a small group, it might be, small church, it might be 25 kids. But it could, um, it's when all of them come together for maybe children's worship or or some kind of rally event. That's a large group. In my Bible study class on Sunday morning, then we have large group and small group time there too. So the large group is when all my third graders are together and small groups when we go to the tables. Mm-hmm. Today we're kind of talking about grouping small groups of kids. How do, how do you group them in smaller groups, not right. just this large group? And I know there's, we talk about two different kinds. What are they? What are those two different kinds of groupings? Well, the
2: two major groupings that we typically talk about are closely graded and broadly graded. Okay, so what's closely graded? So closely graded would be, if you think about uh, your children's ministry, um, Closely graded groups would be all your first graders together or multiple classes of first graders, depending on how you needed to do that, depending on the size of your ministry and what you have going on. So
1: So a lot of grouping has to do with the number of kids and even maybe the number of volunteers that you have. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So if you have um, 10 kids in your ministry, and and we have a lot of churches that that makes up their kids' ministry, Mm -hmm. then grouping them in... um, in two smaller groups might equate to one kid in a group, (laughs) which might not be a bad idea, but it's probably not the group way you're gonna go. You're not gonna be so closely graded in a smaller setting, but if you have 50 kids, Mm -hmm. then you might want to consider closely graded, so first grades, second grade, or multiples, that can get kind of tricky, too, when you're doing multiples. Do you have any tips for how um, someone who does have multiple first mm-hmm. grades, say I've got two first grades, how do, you, how do you divide them? How do you group two first grades?
2: Well, um, that really would just depend on uh, what, what you think about uh, which kids are going to work the best together, probably, in those environments. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to split them up, a lot of them uh, – we can go by birth dates,
1: right? Um, that would be a great way to do it as well. Uh, just to kind of so think maybe about, January one, or maybe I don't know, depending on when you promote and how the school mm-hmm. system maybe does. You would go the first six months and then the second six months. Mm-hmm. What about boys and girls? Is there any value in that? It really de- would depend
2: on on what age groups uh, you're talking about. Younger kids uh, probably mixed gender classrooms are probably uh, good. Um, a lot of times when you move up into the preteen years, though, splitting them boys and girls into separate uh, gender groups uh, a lot of times is is a good
1: strategy to use. It gives opportunity mm-hmm. for conversations you might not want to have in, uh, in mixed gender groups. Yep. Right. Yeah. Cool. So we've got these um, closely graded and broadly graded, closely graded being First, second, third, or fours, fives, or multiples of those. Well, what is the more broadly graded? So, more broadly graded would
2: just be you would have multiple ages in an environment. Uh, sometimes you may run into that uh, even in larger churches, like during a midweek environment or uh, Sunday evening environment, something like that,
1: uh, where you would want to put multiple ages in a group together. So you bring up this idea of environment, different environments. We have several different environments where we have kids. We have our weekly Bible study. Most of the time, it's on a Sunday morning, but I'm finding out it can be on a Saturday night. It could be on a Sunday night, and so you have that that big weekly Bible study. You've got your midweek perhaps environment traditionally on a Wednesday, if that's what your church is still programmed to. Um, but there's other opportunities too. Um, like Vacation Bible School. Mm-hmm. A lot of our kids' ministries, um, are good are I, I say that a good rule of thumb is if you're running whatever you're running in Sunday school on Sunday morning on at your major Bible study hour, Sunday school life group, whatever you call it, um, you could double that, and that would be your goal or your attendance in VBS. So I'm in a church where we're running 85 kids on a Sunday morning we might have one hundred and sixty kids during VBS, and that all of a sudden, what c- was closely graded on Sunday morning, or I mean, broadly graded on Sunday morning, might need to turn into something different on during Vacation Bible School.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Your different environments, your different um, teaching times, what it, what the purpose of what you are doing changes, you may need to reevaluate and see if you
1: need to consider grouping in a different kind of way. Right. Um, in my Bible study on Sunday morning, um, I don't have a large group of kids, but we go from a large group in where we tell the Bible story, and then we group into smaller groups. And we've been a little bit strategic about that during throughout the year. Sometimes we group. We, we send the boys to a group and the girls to a different group, mm-hmm. and that's that works. Um for a little while, and then sometimes it's even on their abilities, mm-hmm. but certainly on their interests as well. Uh, one of the things I talk here a lot is people are struggling with um, behavior issues, guiding mm-hmm. behavior in a church setting, and there's a couple things that I would say to that. Number one is are you grouping your kids? Are you just trying to have everybody in there doing the same thing all the time? Are you getting them in a smaller teacher-child ratio? Grouping can help us with that, um, and and my recommendation would be grouping within the same, uh, in inside the same classroom. So I can sit at a table with six kids by myself, where I wouldn't go into a room with six kids by myself. Right, and then we can even consider giving them different um, opportunities. One might be uh, a game and that would appeal to a certain group of kids that wouldn't, a craft wouldn't, so the other table's a craft and one gets, you know, and so <laughs> that, that kind of grouping according to preferences and learning approaches and all those kinds of things are important
0: as well. Let's take a quick break. It's Michael, the producer of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast and producer for the Etch Family Ministry Conference. Etch is the conference for kids, students, next-gen, and family ministry leaders and volunteers. I'd love to personally invite you to join us for Etch in downtown Nashville, October 7th through 9th. We're so excited that Etch this year will feature people like Louis Giglio, Christine Kane and other incredible ministry leaders. Find out more at etchconference.com. Now, back to our conversation with Bill and Tim.
1: Well, what about events? Not VBS, not, well, which all these could be maybe defined as events, but special events. Mm -hmm. How does grouping play into that? That's a very interesting
2: um, concept because we have consider some events like Fall Festival or if you're doing some special, you know, whatever at your church. A lot of times those large events are going to be attended by parents as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have activities for the kids, uh, you would want to have activities that would be appropriate for a larger age range of children. Right. Um, So, most events, by nature, are are going to be considered a broadly graded uh, experience, uh, just because you don't know what ages are going to show up, um, right. unless you
1: have like a pre-registered event. But even within that larger event, you might need to group down in order to drive home appropriately in an age-appropriate way the the the, the Bible concept or the mm-hmm. Bible truth or or even the life application of that Bible truth to a first grader is completely different than a sixth grader or a Absolutely. four-year-old completely different than, than a third grader. And, and we can lose kids pretty quick if we either are over talking over their head or we can lose them just as quick if we're undershooting them and mm-hmm. they become real bored real fast. Here, I'll give
2: you an example of this. We did a fall festival at our church, and um, as part of that fall festival, we had separate areas for different age groups. Um, so we we had, like, our first and second grade teachers had a tent. Um, so And that was labeled in such a way that parents of first and second graders would know, hey, here's an activity that we're going to do that's specific to this age group. It's not going to um, frustrate them. Exactly. It's not going to bore them. It's developed and designed with them in mind. So e- even in the larger context of this large group experience or multi-age broadly graded experience. We had these centers, if you want to call them that, right. where parents could take their children and do what they needed to for that that specific age child.
1: That's great. So, we've got we've come down to this there's two two ways to group really. Um, broadly graded and closely graded, and maybe there's even opportunities like what we just talked about where you would do both in the same setting. Exactly. Um, I think that that's challenging to, to us. I, I like it to be challenging mm-hmm. because oftentimes we get in our ruts and we, we never evaluate what it is we've been doing. And I don't remember, was it Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same <laughs> thing over and over and expecting different results? And maybe we need to shake it up a bit and, and, and evaluate our, our groupings, evaluate different, determine if change determine if change is necessary and make some some changes with grouping and I would even go that as far
2: to say that even during the same environment um, your Bible study attendance may change from year to year mm-hmm. depending on you know how your church fluctuates or what what happens in your church environment and um, so even year to year in your Bible study ministry you may even have to reevaluate, Do we need to move to a more broadly graded thought process for for this curriculum year? Or are we still good going with our our closely graded?
1: So, so So when we make these evaluations and when we decide to go with a closely graded group or a broadly graded group, then there are resources out there that can fit those needs as well. Some resources are developed in a more... Broadly graded way, and some are developed in a more closely graded way. So that becomes, as children's ministry leaders, that becomes our responsibility to begin to investigate and seek and find the right fits. Mm -hmm. Tim, thank you so much. This has been very helpful um, as I even consider my my classroom on Sunday morning and how we're meeting the needs and, and influencing and encouraging and equipping boys and girls through grouping. I appreciate you being here. All right, thanks. I look forward to the next time. All right. Thank you guys for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can find more podcasts, blog posts, and other Kids Ministry resources at kidsministry101.com. We'll see you back here next week on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.